My name is Anne Marie Carley, and I'm the family minister here. And if you were not with us last week, or, or maybe you need a refresher, uh, we are resurrected people. Amen? And, and knowing uh, that we are part of this glorious thing called resurrection, uh, we know that sometimes it takes some assembly required for us to understand that. Uh, Pastor Kurt last week uh, introduced this giant box here that I noticed it says, Some assembly required. And we all know that some assembly really means a lot of different things. I know that uh, my husband, when he has a way of describing, oh, I'll just be a few minutes. That's actually hours, not minutes. And But it also says batteries included, and I know that's a good thing, because that means I don't have to go to the store, right? As the batteries are already in it. But I also notice here there, there's, a, there's something else out this week, and I'm not sure what it is. Seems to be box-like, but it'd be a pretty bad box because it's all out. There's a hole here. I, it could be, it could be a nice cup holder. But I wonder, I wonder how it's got to be missing some parts. Has to be missing some parts. I know that last week when Pastor Kurt was talking to us, he talked about this big box is kind of like the body of Christ. And as a body of Christ, there are lots of us in it. I'm a part of the body of Christ. You are a part of the body of Christ. And we know that from our scripture. In 1 Corinthians, it says, For we were all baptized by one spirit as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. Now you are a part of the body of Christ, and each of you is a part of it. Now, if I remember correctly, there was a whole uh, puzzle that he threw out on the ground. And he reminded us that, yes, a body has lots of parts. You have your hand, you have your feet, and sometimes your, hand, your head's attached. But in the body of Christ, there are lots of us. But the most important one is you. There are a lot of us. But if we are concerned about what this person's doing or what that person's doing and not looking at ourselves, we are responsible for ourselves. Amen? And I know uh, if you're anything like me, some mornings when you wake up, you wonder how in the world you're going to make it through the day. Because you feel like you just opened up a big box of crazy. Anybody else wake up feeling like a big box of crazy? You know, like, you know that if you go one step forward, it'll probably mean three steps back, definitely. Um, <laughs> and then you have this to do and that to do, and you don't know how your hand's going to be over here, what your feet have to be over here, and you just wish you could cut yourself in half. Anybody else have things like that? And thinking that certainly you have to be missing a few parts. Certainly, in order to get everything done that you think you need to get done, you're missing some parts. There's no way you can possibly do what God's asking you to do, because surely he, he had to have left out something. He, he had to have left out something in order for me to really do what he's asking me to do today. And I know I'm, I'm, I, I am guilty of 
many of you are, I think that sometimes we suffer from the disease of only if, if only, if only. Especially when we look at the body of Christ, when we look at our church. Well, if only we had somebody that could do this better. If only we had more people to do this. If only God would send us this specific thing. If only, and we forget that, that we're all part of the body. And we, we all fit together in a specific way. But a lot of times, we feel like we're just a bunch of crazies. This is a picture of my family at Christmas time. We were trying to get that perfect family photo. We probably took about 500 of them. No lie. And this is one of our favorites. <laughs> um, you know, if only Nathaniel's head wasn't on the couch, it'd be perfect. If only we didn't have a tongue sticking out, it'd be perfect. But no, that is us. And, and, and that, that shows everything we wanted to show. We were having fun and loving each other. And, and sometimes we forget when our church looks like this that we still love each other. That we're all still in it together. Well, in your um, handout today, if you looked at it, which I heard some tears going on, so you've already started doing that. Um, but you see that the, the sermon is entitled, Some Assembly Required, but looking at, do I have all the parts? Do I have all the parts? Well, the answer to that question is really simple. It's yes. You have all the parts. You have all the parts. Even when you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror and go, if only I could lose that extra five pounds, then, then it'd be good. Or, if only
This is the other thing I know about formulas. Sometimes you have to set up the equation, and the easiest thing to do is to start with the answer. And if we know the answer is yes, we have to figure out where, where in the scripture we see the answer is yes. And to me, if yes, we have all the parts needed to reach and make new disciples of Jesus Christ, it means that we know how to multiply. We know how to not just add one person to the family in the kingdom of God, but multiple people to the family in the kingdom of God. And when I look at this scripture this morning, um, and you can underline it in your scripture there if you'd like, but I'm going to underline it here. I, I think that it says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. If you're increasing in number, you're definitely multiplying. So I think our answer is right here in the scripture. So we're going to set up our formula. We have a blank, X, Y, W, whatever you want to call that. But our answer is yes. We have all we need. So if the answer is yes, we have all we need. Where are the other two parts? You might have you might have guessed the first one. It, it, it's kind of simple because it's repeated, kind of like we repeated. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. We repeated it. But sometimes we forget. Sometimes we forget. But when we look at this, it says, "Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image." And our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish and the sea and the birds and the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all creatures that move along the ground. So, God created mankind in his own image. Well, there's some of this repeated there. And that would be God's image. We are made in his image. So if we know we are made in his image, <laughs> his image, his image, if we believe we are made in his image, why do we stand in front of the mirror and go, if only I could lose five pounds? If we truly believe that we at the church are made in his image, why well, don't go if only somebody else can do that? I know that, that I, I love sunsets and I love the ocean. That is my happy place. And I can sit and I can marvel at the vastness of the sea and the beauty of a sunset and know that surely God is an amazing and yet sometimes I look in the mirror and wonder if only. Yet God didn't make me to be like sunset. God made me to be in his image. And I imagine his image is far greater than any sunset. In fact, 
together so much in his image that there is something inside of our bodies that um, holds everything together. And it's called laminate. Has anybody ever heard of laminate before? Okay. Well, for those of you who haven't heard of laminin, I'm going to show you a picture of laminin. Now, laminin is the protein molecule that holds all our joints and ligaments and everything together. Okay, so it's what keeps your hand connected to your arm. There's a song about that, I think. Okay, this is laminin. The picture on the left is a picture of laminin under a microscope. And then the picture on your right is a picture of how it goes together. I don't know the scientific terms. I apologize. Um, but what does that look like? It looks like a cross. God made us so much in his image. He put the cross inside of us. It holds us together, literally. So this image, and if you can really see it, there are three parts to it. There's a B chain, B1 chain, and a B2 chain, and an A chain. There are three parts for that protein molecule. Just like God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He formed us and made our pieces stick together with the sign of his grace and mercy. And we as a church, when we all come together, we have this inside of us, all of us all together. And we're supposed to show that grace and mercy to other people. And sometimes we even forget that as that's inside of us, and that's inside of us collectively as a body of Christ, we forget to show grace and mercy to uh, those who are around us even. That are a part of that body with us. That know the importance of that grace and mercy. But his image is vital to believing and understanding and remembering that we don't have to imagine it only and only. We are perfectly and wonderfully made. The other piece is um, a little more tricky. The other piece has to do with pronouns. Pronouns I like. And, and there is something different because it says that God said, let us make mankind. It was not God alone. God said, let us make mankind in our image and in our likeness. God created us in his community. So without understanding community, Without being in community, we can forget that his image makes us everything we need to be who he has called us to be. God made us in a community that is the perfect community that he invites us to join. But he doesn't just invite us to join in his community as the Trinity. He expects us to join in each other as a community, as a body of Christ. I myself am not the body of Christ. It takes a community to make a body of Christ. It takes a community to be held accountable to remembering our 
be in God's planning. To remind me that I'm exactly where I need to be, exactly who I need to be, and where I need to be. To be fulfilling His purpose in my life. And those comments have come from this community. They've come in prayers, they've come in um, affirmations, but without them, it's easy to forget. So it is important for us to not just remember face-to-face -face with Jesus, I made in his image. It's important to remember that surely the presence is in this place. We are in a community of believers. And that is part of what makes our body of Christ work. But still, there are times that we forget, even this. And we're going to watch a video here in just a little bit. And the ushers are going to be passing out something. You might look at it and go, oh, wow, she's really lost her mind now. But just listen to the video. Take, take whatever it is in the container. Don't worry, it won't bite you. And hold it in your hand as you listen to the words. A guy came up to me the other night, right? And he was like, who's your favorite artist? And like most people did when they ask a question, he didn't really care about my answer and proceeded to tell me what he thought the true answer was. And he continued about his struggle to recognize who he said was the greatest of all time. He said, I mean, is it Shakespeare? Is it Frost? Picasso? Michelangelo? Is it the Beatles? Rembrandt? Michael Jackson? Beethoven? And he went on and on and on about who he thought was the greatest, not recognizing even this infrastructure to answer that question was misled and outdated. And so finally, I kind of smiled and said, okay, so you asked me who was the greatest of all time. Now you tried to share yours, so let me share mine, because there's no debate about who is the greatest, because all those other artists you mentioned, you had the greatest made them. And see, this artist, he's a beast, a lion, the name above names. You don't even realize it, but you encounter his art every day, and he deserves all of the acclaim, he deserves all of the fame, because all other artists pass away, but he remains. Oh, by the way, his name is God, Yahweh, creator, your maker. He's infinitely creative, sir. There is no one greater. And, and I can tell it looks like you're starting to get mad at me. But don't be jealous just because your favorite artist might have been words. And my favorite artist bends galaxies. See, in the palm of his hand, he holds all the sand. The author of life when he whispered, let us make man. See, what if I told you that you are God's poetry? You were creative because someone else was creative. See, long ago he picked up his eternal paintbrush, dipped it in his glory, placed us in his story, and said, they will live for me. And I know it sounds outlandish, but we're not the product of random chances. In fact, we're not even the vine. We're actually the branches in the same way. We're not the artist. We're actually the canvas. Because in an instant, God started to make art shape you uniquely and beautiful individual from the start. And he touched the canvas of flesh and said, this one is better than the rest. I'll give him so much of my image. So even when they're hot off the press, you can still see the steam of my breath. And so he crafted and he made every arm and leg, ligaments, tendons, muscles, blood vessels, veins, arteries. He said, they're going to have a part of me. And about that time, the guy put it back in and said, that sounds good and all, but... 
I'm wretched and filthy. You got to use me. Will he? And I said, ah, see, that's what's awesome about God. No matter what we've done, he can still use us. Even though other hearts, once they have broken equipment, they start to make excuses. God instead doesn't refuse us and neither does he accuse us. He redeems us in Jesus. Promises never to lose us. So stop saying that you're dirt. Stop saying you're scum of the earth. You ought to be careful about how you talk about someone else's work. Because if we trusted in Jesus, we can stop saying we're filthy. I mean, all that is anyways is just pride clothed and false humility. I mean, if we only believed that we're truthfully created in his likeness. Then we'd stop saying we're rich and filthy, shameful, guilty, but instead knowing if we trusted Jesus, we're righteous. I mean, don't you see we're drawn to repentance because of his kindness? So how dare you call yourself worthless when he says you're priceless? But see, the best part is since God is ultimately for God, he'll get glory out of you, whether you like it or not, because even temple ruins point to an architect, even if the temple is shot and all I'm saying is that he's behind it all. So why do we insist on giving him no credit at all? I mean, he's the one that gave Van Gogh the imagination to change the face of painting. Tell me, who else is responsible for Mozart being able to compose at age five without formal training? See, he made the fingers that Beethoven used to make mark on the keys. For pizza, he made Stevie Wonder, one of the best musicians of our time, and he couldn't even see. And that's why in the same way that our lives were borrowed time, this poem is borrowed lines. Because the most ridiculous statement we could ever say is that this poem is mine because we're not self-sustaining. No, we're not self-creating. Technically, nothing we do is original. We're just imitating. That's not a diss. All I'm trying to say is this. Even our own creativity is nothing more than an outflow of his. And so, I'll end with this. You know I quote about giving credit where credit is due? Well, if that's true, it's about time we give God his right for credit, too. Because he's a God in the business of making old things new. And here's the truth. He's not through with making a masterpiece of you.
did that. Um, <laughs> but this is what I learned. If, if you have a bouncy ball and you just throw it down and you don't look at it, it's really kind of hard to catch it. And I know that life has downs and life has ups. And I know that it is really easy to feel like it's completely out of control when you're going up and down in life. But this is what I know. Just like if a dog plays fetch, what does a dog have to do in order to get the ball? You have to watch the ball, right? It's like a bouncing ball. If you bounce it, to catch it, you really have to watch it. Especially if you bounce it hard. So, this is what it reminds me of. Even when life is crazy, and the ups and downs seem way down and way up, or like there's more than one person that you have to be juggling, if you think of it as focusing on this, if you focus on Jesus, you can remember that he has you in the downs, he has you in the ups, and everywhere in between. When you focus on knowing that you're made in his image, and that you're part of his community, you can remember that you have everything you need. Even when it may seem like you don't, because you think you don't, only if you know, but you do. But as soon as you take your attention away from it, you, you, you can't focus on it. You can't catch it. That reality of you have the pieces and the parts kind of leaves your hand. But if you focus on who created you and how he created you and that he has you in the palm of his hand, life is a lot easier. So I would suggest that the next time your life feels crazy or you find yourself saying, oh, if only, focus on Jesus. Spend some time with him. Spend some time with his community to help you remember. So there are three different ways that uh, I'm going to invite you to respond today that are on your connection card that you may or may not have tore off already. But here are the three ways. First, it is difficult sometimes to remember and to focus Especially first thing in the morning when you're so happy to sleep and haven't had your coffee yet. It's hard to focus that, yep, I was made in his image. Yep, it's okay that that's the challenge that you got. <laughs> it's okay. I would invite you to mark number one if you would like to take with you some words of affirmation. On the front table here and in the back table, there are little cards. I have different cards in different places throughout my house and on my desk. To remind me who made me. To remind me that I am loved for who I am. To remind me that I am to be the light of the world. So there are six different cards of affirmation. You can take one of each if you'd like. 
but I would invite you to take one as a reminder, along with your bounce ball. Number two, maybe you want to step into his community. Maybe you're not a member yet here at Trinity, and, and, and you'd like to step into his community and that way make that commitment. Or maybe you haven't been baptized yet. We are going to be having a community-wide worship service on June 4th at Tandy Park at 9.30, where all of the United Methodist churches are going to come together and celebrate Pentecost Sunday, the birthday of the church. And during this Sunday, we're going to have some very special baptisms. So maybe you want to be in his community in that way. If that's the case, you can mark the second box there. Or maybe you want to help in his community by picking up a pill bottle. Several of you picked up bottles last week. We actually had to get more. We gave away 96 bottles last week. Amen. And these pill bottles are empty now, but, but the hope would be that they would be brought back filled by May 28th. And these pill bottles would be filled with change. Change to make a change right here in our community through the Drug Free Clubs of America. The Drug Free Clubs of America sponsors a program at the high school that students volunteer to sign up for to be randomly drug tested to try to help change behaviors, to set behaviors of healthy behaviors of being drug free. But each drug test costs $69. So it's an expensive program, but it is making a difference. And so I would invite you to pick up a pill bottle if you haven't already done that. But you might be asking, why do I have to mark this card and turn it in? What does it matter? What does it matter what I mark that with just between me and God? Well, yeah, you are made in his image, but you're also part of a community. And Pastor Kurt and I would like to pray for you and pray with you throughout the next week in whatever step God is calling you to make. Because we know that when you make steps, regardless of how big or small they are, kingdom steps can be faced with opposition. And the best most powerful thing to opposition is prayer. And we want to pray for you. So if you would mark your connection card, but take your ball in your hand, because I want to pray for you right now. Father God, we are with you this morning. We know that your presence is surely in this place. And Lord, we know that it is your image that we are made in Father, I ask that you help us to remember this throughout the coming week, month, and year. Just to remember that as we look at rainbows in the sky and remember your promise, may we be able to look in the mirror and see something beautiful. May we be able to look at those around us who are in your community with us. And remember to see grace and love and mercy. Father, I ask that you allow us and give us the strength needed of knowing that formula that we're made in your image and made in your community so that it powers us to be who you call us to be. Father, you are the amazing creator. Thank you. 